Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're giving you a sneak preview into the introductory segment of our annual goal-setting workshop. This two-and-a-half-day event is a very intensive exercise on getting clarity on your values and what's truly important. Enjoy this introductory segment from Goal Setting 2023. Welcome to Goal Setting 2023. A lot of people take time to set goals, but they do so later. And I think it's actually super important to do it well in advance. There's a gestation period associated with this process. And these next two and a half days are going to be hard work, for real. It's a deep introspective process into figuring out what's really important. And when you do, things come into alignment. And when things are in alignment, put up your hand if you actually set goals this past year. You're in the minority. You're in the minority. Very small percentage of the population set goals. And I think there's a number of reasons for that. If you don't set goals, you can't fail. Oftentimes, things don't turn out the way you planned. Put up your hand if you achieved all your goals. Of course not. It feels terrible, or it can, depending on what, is, what the narrative is that you attach to that. One of the things we'll be doing over the course of the next two, two days and change is we're going to be actually learning to use the English language in a way that is going to be supportive and beneficial. You're going to find words that you use routinely that you're going to stop using, most likely, as a result of these couple of days. Because those words have power, and those words often guide the way you think in ways that are maybe helpful, maybe productive, maybe not productive. And so that's what we're going to dig into. What we're going to do tonight is we're going to focus on unpacking this year that's behind us, 2022. And we're going to be extracting the gold from that. And the gold mining analogy works from the perspective that when you're mining for gold, you are sifting through tons and tons of rock to pull out a few ounces. Now, you could choose to carry around all the tailings as well, and all of that tonnage, which will weigh you down and slow you down, or you can leave that stuff behind and just hang on to the gold. So what's the gold? What are the lessons? What did you learn? Because you don't have the opportunity, none of us do, to go back and do it again. All we can do, it's done, it's behind us. All we can do is learn from it and use that learning for the future, okay? These few days are gonna be a process of experiential learning. And experiential learning is more powerful than textbook learning. Put up your hand if you learned how to swim reading a textbook. <laughs> you gotta get in the water. <laughs> You've gotta get in the water. And, and that's how we learn. So one of the things that we will do this weekend, it's not a mandatory part of uh, the weekend, is on Sunday morning, I want you to experience the Moore Farm Estate. This is a project that we're doing with the National Capital Commission. The NCC here in Ottawa, as the largest landlord in the city, we have this third level of government called the National Capital Commission. It's a federal body, and they own, I don't know, 3,000 properties here in the city. They're, I mean, just, they own thousands and thousands of acres. And there are opportunities literally hidden in plain sight to do real estate projects in ways that you would have never, ever even imagined. This space that we're in right now is an NCC property. So we were going to hold it actually at the farm originally, but then we said, oh shoot, we've got a Christmas market going on at the farm. Last weekend and this weekend, like exactly when we would need the space. So we called the NCC and 
what else you got? And they offered up this. Uh, it's kind of a neat location. And it's one of thousands. Yeah. Mostly, hopefully, or at least, this one is vacant. But So it, it just open, open your eyes to some of what's possible if you just choose to look. Oftentimes, and I, I have experienced this so many times myself, if you were to look down and see a thousand dollar bill, you'd probably pass by it because you wouldn't believe it's real. Most people wouldn't stop and pick it up. Oh, it can't be, just keep going. And yet, those types of things do surface. That's the story of Norris Ranch. Some of you know the story, some of you don't. But we just acquired, in the last 40 days, 1,783 acres on the edge of Colorado Springs. This property is a perimeter of seven miles. You know, at first when that property, Amy brought that property to us, we were dismissive of it. There were all kinds of excuses. I had excuses. Oh, it's too big, it's too whatever. And here we are. So it's also a process of opening your eyes. You are bombarded continuously with opportunities that you don't see. And we filter all of that out out of a need for self-preservation because you're constantly being bombarded. You're being marketed to continuously, like there are logos even all over this room that you tune out. Oh, Gatorade, oh, Apple. Like you, you, you cannot process all of that input. You know, when you're driving down the street, oh, Toyota. You, like you just, you, you have to filter it out. So it becomes an exercise in learning how to bring things into focus that you actually want to see so that you're prepared to see them when they do surface. An excellent example of that for me is my relationship with George Ross. I had an opportunity to meet George, but I almost didn't take it. And I'm glad I did take it. And, and those things happen continuously. But if they're not in focus, if you don't allow them to come into focus, you just let them pass by. And so that's part of what these couple of days are going to be, is bringing things into focus so that you're very deliberate, very intentional about what you choose to let in and what you're going to filter out. Tomorrow, we are going to be focusing on, and this is all in your book, values alignment. And we're going to be learning to dissect words that sound very similar, that sound attractive. And this is an exercise in choosing the best. I think it was Stephen Covey who said, the best is the victim of the good. And what does that mean? Good things are just that. They're good things. They can be seductive. And when you get tied up doing good things, you're actually not doing the best things. So it's, a, it's an exercise in raising the bar, raising your standards so that you don't do good things. And it sounds weird to say that, but you don't want to do good things. You only want to be doing the best things. So I'm very fond of saying there are four answers to a yes, no question. There's a no, there's a maybe, there's a yes, and then there's hell yes. And the question is, how often do you use any of those other states? And we're gonna cast the net very, very wide. So you look broadly at what is possible. And then, since you can't do everything, you can get anything you want. You just can't get everything you want. My friend Nito, and mentor, Nito Cobain, taught me that. You can get anything you want. You just can't get everything you want. You have to choose. So we're going to then start to filter that down. We're going to figure out how to write goals in a manner that are going to be useful for us. And then we're going to then do more work on day three, on Sunday, on, again, filtering even more, writing your goals, doing some visioning exercises. The visioning exercises are so powerful because that's part of what gives you the ability 
to bring things into focus when the opportunity presents themselves, okay? And then we're gonna be doing the things that are necessary to get you successful. We'll be doing basically this book, how to create the environment that will make you successful. Because you need three things in life. You need the knowledge, and if that's all you needed, everyone's got internet access, we should all be billionaires. Anyone with, a, with access to Google should have it made. So that's clearly not the ticket. Then you have the folks that say, well, it's your mindset. That's your problem. Go get yourself some mindset. You, you're, you're messed up in the head, right? You know those folks, right? Those coaches that are out there. Well, yes, that is important. You need the emotional fortitude to figure out how to overcome things when things get difficult. That's absolutely true. But that's not enough. The third thing, and this is the most important, this is where it's at, is getting in the right environment. That's the most important. That is the game changer. Getting in the right environment. So why is it, I use this example frequently, why do all the elite figure skaters in the world train out of one, one of two rinks here in Canada, one in Montreal or one in Burlington, Ontario? They have ice in Japan. They do. Why would they train here? It's environment. Why, I have a spin bike at home. Why would I get in my car, drive 15 minutes to the gym, and go into a room with 30 spin bikes with an instructor at the front? I don't need the instructor to tell me how to operate the bike. I will just get a better workout in that environment than I will at home by myself in a dark room. It's all about environment. That's the game changer, okay? So if you want to do development, hang out with developers. If you want to do fly fishing, hang out with fly fishermen. It's not rocket science. So that'll be day three. Okay.